Hi, I'm Alex, and I'm super. She is super, and I am natural today. And oh. I will be the Dr. Junkie. You are definitely well, you're, junkie. Well, you're going to have to be a junkie ninja. Donkey Ninja. Dr. Junkie Ninja. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And we are the Supernatural, Supernatural Junkies. Junkies. Coming at you. Hello, everyone. So glad to be with you today and so glad that you're joining us. We're always appreciative. And I am Alex. And this is Dr. Kevin coming at you today. And Dr. Dennis over here. The ninja's back. We're all in. Back in the house. That's right. So this promises to be one of our better episodes. <laughs> As opposed to all the other crap we've put out. What? Well. What are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying? Well, we have definitely, you know... <laughs> We put out some stuff, and we have found that people like when we do things controversial. So we are going to jump into the origins of COVID, and we are going to jump into the snake venom. Oh, before we do that, Doc, let's do a blessing here. Absolutely. All right, folks, from 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 8. Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers, be tenderhearted. Be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. And we hope Amen. this is a great blessing subject because, honestly, if Christians don't talk about things, then we're only going to hear one side of the story. And I think you're going to see that when we pull all this together, there's going to be some things that just pop open in our minds and we're going to realize that once again satan's deception has been fooling us and that's why Amen. this is not your harmless as doves podcast this is your wise as serpents and we are going to be talking about the kinds of things that have been accomplishing satan's agenda all over the world so this is one of our favorite subjects, the origin of COVID. And we decided before we even jumped into the Venom narrative, which is kind of being trafficked around the world. And we certainly do recommend, you know, watching some of that. And we're going to, you know, we'll be able to put all this together for you to see how it all fits together. And that's what's going to be helpful because we're going to be talking about all the opinions out there. But before you even jump into the origins you know, and the snake venom, we have to go back and look at what our government is actually saying. Now, this is an updated assessment of the COVID-19 origins. This is from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. So this comes from the National Intelligence Council. This is the official narrative on what they are saying is the origin of COVID. Now, when you go to this, you're going to find that there are some glaring, glaring um, asymmetries and things that they're saying here that just absolutely don't even make sense. So let me read some of this to you here. Um, the first thing that they talk about, and I'm going to read this, we judge the virus was not developed as a biological weapon. Now, <laughs> this is, as you're going to see, it's a little troubling, right? 
because number one, a lot of the reason why they're saying that has more to do with how many people were actually killed. Yes, that's that is one of the uh, one of the definitions that are out there. But there's went to the WHO um, definition for biological weapons, and according to them, biological and toxic weapons are either microorganisms like virus, bacteria, or fungi, or toxic substances produced by living organisms that are produced and released deliberately to cause disease and death in humans, animals, or plants. Now there's also gonna be a difference between what they say is a biological weapon. Now they don't use the word gain of function in this particular report. Um, what they do use is something more to the effect that they don't believe it was genetically engineered. Now you're gonna see Sorry. that none of these things really make sense as we go through it. So the second thing that they say is that most agencies assess. Now, how do they assess this? With very low confidence. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. They're giving you an assessment, but they're admitting to you right out of the box that they are not confident in what they're saying. And that is they are not confident that it was probably in genetically engineered. Now, this is really important because some of them are gonna say there wasn't enough information either way. And whenever we do that, it's, very, it's a very way to get out of anything that you're trying to say. You're saying there wasn't enough information. And I think it's a valiant argument, but it's also something that we'll see on all the fact checkers. The fact checkers say, well, we couldn't verify every single part of this you know, complete narrative from start to finish and everything in between. And because of that, we're gonna give it a partly false. Right? We see that happen all the time. But what they come out with saying is, is that ultimately they also, there, there is disagreement, meaning that there's a 50-50 chance, basically, that this could be something that was a lab-related incident, which means it came from the Wuhan lab, or it was naturally occurring. Now, does anybody see the contradiction here, right? You start to realize, wait a minute, if it escaped from a lab, what were they doing in the lab? You think they, that they had a naturally occurring virus in a lab where they're doing gain of function? I mean, that's what they do in that lab. If something got out of that lab, then we know it was what? Engineered. Absolutely. Right? And if, and if how you define a bioweapon, think about this. When you understand that COVID is the largest financial and otherwise catastrophe, took out a sitting president, right? Completely destroyed our society in a lot of ways. And you're not gonna call this an actual weapon, right? Because not enough people died. You start to realize, of course, this would have be something that would be motivated to do that. So this is why you start to see these holes in what they're saying. Yeah, Doc, and going down you know, to the, the paragraph below that, it says the four IC elements and the National Institute Council assesses with low confidence, there's that low confidence again, that the initial SARS-CoV-2 infection was most likely caused by natural exposure to an animal infected with it or close uh, progenerator virus, a virus that probably would be more than 99% similar to SARS-CoV-2. So in other words, what they're trying to say there is that, well, we don't have confidence that it was came from the, the wet market either. So we don't have confidence came from the lab. We don't have confidence came from the wet market. We don't know where it came from. 
Right, but so what they're trying to make us doubt is that it, it was an, an intentional leak. But, you know, there's no way it can be natural because natural, um, if, if it did come from an animal, how did they have a strand of genetically engineered parts of HIV virus in it, right? How do they, they put that glutamine chain, that very specific chain that they only do when they're working on gain-of-function things into this virus? If it's a naturally occurring, that wouldn't happen. Right. So, I mean, it's, I mean, it's just lies. Right, and, in, and, and going along with the fact that when they're saying that they have low confidence of it being genetically engineered or it being natural, they're pointing the fingers in different directions. And going back to the definition from the WHO, which said that the biological weapon had to be purposely made. Mm -hmm. So they're saying, well, we don't know, and that <laughs> way it doesn't fit into their definition of a right. biological weapon. Does it remind you of Ali North? I can neither confirm nor deny. Just keep asking me questions. I'll just every every question. <laughs> yeah. I can neither confirm nor deny that. Yep. That one too. I can neither confirm nor deny yes. that. No, this is something we do kill quite a bit in the book. We use Dr. Stephen Frey when he testified. And really, again, it's not just some of those sequences that are characteristic. The CGGC code that was a double repeating code there. Mm -hmm. The furon cleavage site was another issue yes. as to why this was gain of function. But just going back to this report... Then think about the statement. He says they're saying that we're we have some low confidence that there's 99% similar to SARS-CoV-2. Now here's where it all falls apart. You go to the bottom. This is what it says: the IC and the global scientific community lacks clinical samples. No, I'm not just kidding you. That they don't actually remember, guys. This is the SARS-CoV-2 virus, and they don't actually have one. It's the whole thing. They said all that they it was have, never isolated. No one's they, isolated. They, all they have are parts. They lack the clinical samples to say what this really was, and yet they have diagnosed it as a virus, and they have diagnosed it okay, <laughs> as being the source of this pandemic. So the best way to illustrate this to you is this. You go out to your road and you see all these parts of something, right? And you're going to hypothesize what really happened, okay? But there is no intact structures anymore, right? There's nothing there. All you have are parts. And you have to say, well, wait a minute. Wheels come on airplanes and cars and motorcycles. And you start to realize how far can we really take this with just a bunch of parts. But then they're going to say that some of those parts we're 96%. But again, we have low confidence in what, everything we're saying right. here. There was nothing said here that wasn't said in low confidence, except they were absolutely sure it wasn't a biological weapon. Or maybe it was a biological weapon that was designed to only kill less than 1% of the population. So you start to see, look at what they accomplished. I mean, if you could do what they did... Mm -hmm. with a one percenter and then mm -hmm. stay away because it only killed one percent or less than one percent it's not technically a biological weapon it still worked like one didn't it yeah read sure. the read right. the rest of that sentence too they don't have they don't have the complete understanding of the epidemiological data from the earliest covid19 cases exactly so how can you draw any conclusions if you don't have this stuff right including natural but more specifically, remember, if all we have are a bunch of parts, then we take those parts and we run sequences on them and we start to say to ourselves, well, what is this similar to? 
right? But guess what? They don't have all the parts, and they admit that, right? So then we have no conclusion. And here the question is, when's the last time we had a pandemic? And the source of the pandemic was a virus, but the virus had a car accident since it originally started all of this. <laughs> and now there's nothing left but pieces. And But we're still going to say that this was a virus. Oh, this whole paper is double talk. It the is. whole thing is double speak. Yeah. <clears throat> I it, mean, if, if you read it, you're like, um, you just said the opposite a paragraph before that. This whole thing. We're going to try and get this um, up on SupernaturalJunkies.com or at least link you to it. So Yeah, so it just doesn't it. make any sense. I no. guess it's also how uh, Bill Gates can be out there predicting the next, the next pandemic. It's because he's a prophet. He's a prophet. Prophet, prophet Bill. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's it. They they want to be able to sequence and everything, the epidemiological value. They're they're saying that there's some missing steps. And because there's missing steps, oh, they, re- missing. they refuse to make any conclusions. This is honestly what happens. But you start to look at this, and it doesn't make any sense at all. The minute you admit that you have incomplete samples, to me, When's the last time a virus had an accident and blow into thousands of pieces? Remember, we're talking about 30,000 base pairs that are sequenced. And now we only have something in the order of around 200, right? We have some very small pieces of Mm -hmm. something that was much bigger than this. And now we're going to compare those. And remember, we could have found all kinds of other things, but we wouldn't even know what's significant, right, in all these pieces that we're finding. Well, it goes back to I can neither confirm nor deny Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) Right. So isn't that exactly... You don't know what you're talking about there, <laughs> there, Rand, there, Rand Paul. Excuse right. me, I got some spittle on my mouth. Yeah, be careful. At least you've got two more. Take off one of them. You'll be fine, Dr. Fauci. So that's when you go, isn't a virus blowing apart? If they, if they knew that this was their narrative, that all, all we have are incomplete samples, therefore we can't have any complete conclusions, then wouldn't that be exactly what somebody who was doing something that was genetically engineered, mm-hmm. right? That was mm-hmm. gain of function, mm-hmm. that was designed to be a terrorist act on the world to accomplish their goal. Don't you think, I mean, if you're going to murder somebody, don't you want to get away with it? Well, the best way to do that is to destroy the evidence. Exactly. And that's what they did. Or mm-hmm. if, if what, here's the real reality. Nobody that wrote this article is really has a brain up on exactly what's Sorry. possible. This is what the world needs to realize. We don't know what gain of function is. We have not had a gain of function specialist look at any of these things to the point that they really know what's truly possible. And the better that technology is, it would be impossible to even, you know, get the culprit, find the murderer because of how well they have designed the entire plot, the entire crime. Oh, it's, it's just you mean murderers? It's terrible. Murderers. But this whole thing just reeks of subterfuge. I mean, this. Mm-hmm. It just, Can this, you define subterfuge? <laughs> what this document is, you know, just trying to obfuscate the the truth and keep burying it and like double speak. It's just so irritating. Well, that's how the devil speaks. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's right? true. That's how Doctor Fauci. God, did, God, did God truly say? <laughs> That you would die. Right? Is that what he said? I don't know. I think this fruit is really tasty. It's good yeah. for you. It's beautiful. Take a look. Don't Take you want some, some brains in there? Exactly. <laughs> so once you start to see other people that are in gain of function, like you know, St- Dr. Stephen Frey, when he testified, these are some of the kinds of things we would do. But the fact that there are fragments, as we go in to talk about you know, some of the snake venom, um, some of that narrative, 
you have to remember that once again, we're talking about an accident where this thing blew apart into so many pieces. Now, now we begin to be able to argue about what pieces came from where. But to me, the very fact that it blew apart and the very fact that they've already ordained that this argument could never be decided because all they have are a bunch of parts. Yep. That's why we don't need, we don't know that they actually needed an intact virus to create this whole thing. They didn't. They didn't. All they needed were parts. They needed a narrative. They needed a narrative, and they needed a few mm -hmm. parts of something Once to upon produce. Once a time. Right? Well, so we they, never, but, but that was the whole thing we've been talking about since the beginning. They never um, isolated this. The PCR test does not test for COVID or SARS-CoV-2. The PCR right. test tests for an RNA strand, which could be from any virus particle. And if you, if you, you, if you do enough cycles thresholds if you get up around over 35 you're going to have a 97 percent false positive rating and now they're saying well we don't have evidence of it and then this also goes into the vaccine because if you don't have the virus how can you make an attenuated virus to make a vaccine by exactly. definition and but it's not a vaccine because it's there's no virus in it right but see, i think this whole document is just meant to prove how stupid we all are as consumers because exactly what you're saying mm -hmm. like, but if mm -hmm. you read this document you're like then none of this makes sense if this is what you're admitting to then none of this makes sense guys the fact that you have a vaccine for this thing that you don't have it entirely mm -hmm. you, what so you made for a piece of it mm -hmm. it's yeah. ridiculous i think well, dr spock would say i find this highly illogical <laughs> well that's it <laughs> and but he would now be right so let's go okay so with the technology that they have they're capable of doing something that no one will ever know who did what. They're already well, capable of that. That was the whole idea, right? That's right. right. But they have the technology that makes that doable. So now the question is, you have somebody that's dead, right? And the question is, you know, is it a murder or is it a suicide, right? So mm. what are you gonna do? You're going to what? Look at who this person is. and Investigate the scene. Right, and who has motive? Mm -hmm. Who are the, who's who are these guys' enemy? Who's this guy's enemy? And who has motive and who benefits, right? Absolutely. And what did this so you start to look at, right? If this is genetically engineered, who are the number two one two culprits? No, China, right? And of course the global globalists, right? Correct. The cabal, right? Right. Because again, if you think through your Bible, it says that there's gonna be a one world government. And the biggest obstacle to what the Bible says is going to happen is the United States of America, right? We can't be functioning in the same way because Americans would never submit to that. So we start to think the biggest obstacle is America. So the question is, does America, who was the hardest hit in the world? That's, this is the largest economic collapse we've seen in, in American history, right? It has taken us for sure out mm -hmm. of number one. Now, now China is number one. I mean, if this guy all of a sudden now suffers whatever it is and he's out and it gives a new crime mob um you know basically control control of the city they become mm -hmm. the number one suspect mm -hmm. and this is exactly what's happened in the world but mm -hmm. then when you think about the larger which is the global globalists that are trying to establish this one world government they once again are they have to create we know they're going to create chaos to get control ordo ab chaos mm -hmm. so this is the chaos and then look at how you could argue 
that all the disinformation in the media is ma- what made this so real to everybody. Absolutely. You're dealing with, again, we covered in the book, in 18 months, we had point, you know, 0.18% of Americans that died. And we, we had situations where people weren't allowed to work when riding a bicycle or being a pedestrian was yeah. the same kind of yeah. risk level here. So, you know, and that was if, it just, that was that was when they had underlying it's, conditions. It's a deep if, cabal. If you didn't have underlying conditions, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, you, you know, you got rid of 94% of your risk, just that one thing. Right. So you start to realize the two candidates that benefit the most for America's demise, right, taking out a sitting president, simply becomes China and the global cabal. Russia kind of comes off the table a little bit. It's not impossible, but it just doesn't seem as likely. Uh, I know um, Brett Weinstein said that when he looked at the origin of COVID, that, you know, it's only one of two options. It was either released at Wuhan, and Mm -hmm. he doesn't know whether it was you can't say it was accidental or purposeful because the the, the end result doesn't matter, right? At the end if result, it, it doesn't matter. It, the person it, it got is out, dead. Period. Yeah, this person is dead. It it released. Right. It did what it Not did. Not only that, doc, but they also people that were infected traveled outside of China and into other countries. They're like 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 uh, uh, suicide pilots. You know, they're going to go and spread spread the vector. They were vectors of infection going out into other countries before they stopped and shut down travel. So you had, because you have to think that this thing originated somewhere in about October, November of 19, right? Mm-hmm. Was when this leak happened and when the first infection happened. And then by all of a sudden, by January of, of, of uh, 20, we've had more, we were hearing more infections around the world. Well, people were traveling out of Wuhan and out of, out of China. So they had to, they had to go spread it. Yeah. But look at what the cabal, what the globalists have done to Europe. I mean, it is a virtual, okay? They put their people in, you know, like mouse in a maze, fish in a barrel. They have completely taken control. You can't buy or sell exactly what the Bible said Mm -hmm. this evil government would do. Mm -hmm. Exactly how your Bible said that this evil government would come into the world through a cause. And that means your Bible's been telling you somebody... An evil entity, right? Mystery Babylon, the mm-hmm. spirit of the Antichrist, is going to use a cause. Right? And this cause is going to give it what it wants. So when you start to overlay this with your biblical principles, you start to realize that the cabal, the globalists, and China really become the number one and two culprits here. And so they do admit in this article that one of the troubling parts to determining all of this is that China isn't cooperating. Right, so they do admit that in the article, and then they also say, "But that's not definitive either way." That I just think I just think the whole China, the whole China story is they're they're the straw man. It's a straw man argument. They're out there. They're the bad guy. Don't China's not cooperating. China's doing their part. Right. They're all yep. part and part together. They got rid of Trump, who was who was talking from a, a nationalist perspective. We got Biden in house now. Biden go along with anything China says. And who and China are in bed together, and Fauci Fauci's been funding this whole gain of function study behind uh, going back to 2014 behind Obama's back, and 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 the the, the trail is there. It's right. like Hansel and Gretel. You, you got you got the breadcrumbs. They're, right. they're there. 
Now, we can blow up on another episode um, some of the reasons why China is also in this conversation, you know, as for me, a number two, pretty solid number two, because we will see with some of the documents, just like if you look at the communists and what they've said, we can cover that, right? Mm -hmm. But it is clear that they want to destroy America. They told us that we would destroy America without firing a shot. We'd destroy you from within. Right, we we they told us they were going to use fear. That was the Rus- Russians said. That's that too. right. That's mm-hmm. all the Russians. But mm-hmm. communism is communism sure. is communism. And same thing with the Nazis. That's why the Nazis and the communists hate each other because they're the same people. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You see, and so they're in a competition. But they don't even have to destroy us. They they went around us. That's that's, the, right. that's what they subverted our system. That's right. Of government. And so the point by is putting, by putting an executive orders in and take and, and the rule of law went away. Right. Oh, so now it's whatever the dictator says, the health dictator, Fauci, says. That is not constitutional. Right. So we don't have... So it, we may have a constitution in our hands, but they're not following it. No, you don't have freedom of religion. Otherwise, the mandates would have included that. Right. You don't have freedom of speech because why? You'd have that on Twitter. Yeah. Even the president didn't have free speech. Mm-hmm. Now, think about that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these are two amendments. But what I'm trying to say here is this. The minute you admit that all you have is a bunch of pieces, mm-hmm. even the snake venom argument, every argument after this has to keep this in light that because they have made this in such a way that it's going to be almost impossible to really nail a lot of this down, mm-hmm. right? And that's where if you look at the Furon Cleveland site, I know that double CGC code um, thing we mentioned, those are some things that, that the gain of function people have mentioned. Yeah that start yes. to lead in this in this direction. So once you give up on that idea that we're ever going to be able to, to nail this down, and here's the other thing we're going to come out at. We're, we're going to see this come out several times. But even the snake venom, they are able to do synthetic snake venoms that are not naturally occurring. And if they use them, there would be no way to trace them back to an actual snake, right? Hmm. And this is gonna be true for everything. And that's what genetic engineering does. We're gonna be seeing things and we won't even know what that is, let alone what it causes. But they know what it is and they know what it causes. And you start to look at the long-term game, we already know the depopulation plan, right? Oh yeah. And we know the chaos they created and how much control they've taken. So you start to realize that this was a plan to take America out and that the if you look at the motive is huge here. You know, you got number two, really number three in the world that would love to see America go down. America has enemies. And that's why this very thing is why Americans can't put two and two together. They literally think that we're number one in the world and we're not. Uh, mm-hmm. No, that that I'm sorry. that. That ended a while ago, but you're 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 correct in that. But it's also it's 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 a bigger picture, though. That's it's right. not just America. It's yes, America is in a way uh, in the fact that by our constitution, but they subverted that, so they went around our constitution like they've been doing for years, and now it's it's about controlling the whole world through, right. through fear. And that's where you can see that. That's why the cabal, the globalists. I mean, mm-hmm. look at what they have done to Europe. That is what they want here. 
right? Oh, so yeah. it's it's deceding it's America, happening. but it's also moving on with this global governance. Well, somebody in the news was talking about um, you know, right now China's going through these severe lockdowns. Right. Um, yes. I mean, it's it's awful. Our heart goes out to those people because yeah, we pray for is, the people yeah. in China. You know, you see the people on the balconies screaming, yeah. Yeah. Just screaming, I mean, in the out of frustration. Of the and, yeah, yeah, and uh, people over here are rooting for let's have socialism, let's well, have communism. Right, well, That's what you want. One of the newscasters was saying that there are people that do look at the control that China has over its people here in America, and they look at it. And they admire it. They, they feel like that's yeah, something sick. to emulate, that that yeah. is something that we want. It, mm-hmm. it is not. And that is the route they'd like to take us, I'm sure. And but we, today, there was just a story of a man in a... He was alive. They put him in a body bag, an elderly man. Mm-hmm. Um, those those people that the, the health, whoever they are that walk around looking for people that are out doing things they shouldn't be doing and removing anybody that has COVID, right, to put them in... What is it? It's like Monty Python when they're going around. Bring out your dead. Right, exactly. Bring out your dead. And they throw the guy on the pile. And he's like, I'm not dead yet. (laughs) Bang, you're on now. (laughs) That's pretty much what they did. Because he was in the body bag, but he was still alive. Oh, my God. Yeah. God help this world. Yeah. What are we doing? I mean, it just goes back to what we always talk about. We have to stand up. There's going to be a point when if you can't stand up now, you're not going to stand up then. Ever. This you is know. the freest we're ever going to be. Well, well unless we go back. 30, yeah, we have to, yeah, and we're losing it. You know, it's funny because yeah. you talk about the world and locking down over in Europe. But let me just interject a little story here on how people in our country are already um, assimilating to this because I've talked to numerous patients this week who have traveled and I asked them I said so what were the restrictions and they're like well you know you got to get a you got to get a test before you go out of the country and then you got to get a test coming back in and when and you got to be vaccinated oh I have one of these apps that shows I have everything there and I'm so forth I'm like <sighs> shaking my head like oh my god help me I just said, well, that excludes me because I'm not, That's right. I will not be traveling because I'm not uh, taking their their well, magic potion yeah that's where we not a vaccination we've put off some travel because of that because we yes. just we won't we, no, won't do we that. lost thirty eight hundred dollars because you know they refused to give me my money back at royal caribbean really and yet they wouldn't let me go on a cruise unless i agreed to war get you know have tests every day and, right? right. and then right. it would turn to being now you have to be vaccinated to go on I mean, right, like, right. That's not so, in and I know. can't get any attorney to take this because it's you, maritime you law. To, oh, hmm. see, Ridiculous. and this—they knew, they knew they but didn't how, have to respond to me. They knew they didn't have to do anything fair. They knew that all along, right? They knew that they could take my money and do whatever they wanted to do, and no attorney would ever take my case. Was there any type of bill of sale, a contract you had that said so that when they the wanted the policy? It, it was the refund that they didn't say that. They just said I had to use it on a future cruise. But then no. the problem is for the future cruises, they changed that I had to be tested every day, swabbed every day, and then it would turn to be, now you have to be vaccinated to go on. And and they refused to give me my money back. Yeah. So yeah. what I'm just trying to say is that once you understand that it is a futile argument, mm-hmm that this thing broke in pieces. And the fact that it broke in pieces tells you it is gain of function. Yeah, Viruses don't break apart to where we can't figure any of this thing out, right? They, they, this just doesn't happen. It's just like Doc, it's like Hillary's master cell phone. Right. 
<laughs> and then when you Broken start to pieces. say, right. <laughs> can't figure it out. And, oh, then, wow. and then once you know the biblical narrative that we were specifically looking, as long as I can remember, a mm-hmm. pandemic was the best explanation for the cause that would come in the world that would give rise to this beast government. That's number one. And who is behind that? Your Bible tells you it's Mystery Babylon. Okay, that means it's the globalists in the world. Now, China is still a candidate because they, they are one with the globalists, right? So you start to realize sometimes you're arguing chicken or egg there. But the point is now you look at what did it accomplish and who did that benefit? And that's when you start to see the crime, that this really was an act of terrorism, mm-hmm. right? Well, it is. And if we had looked at it like that, what are we supposed to do with terrorists? We don't capitulate. We capitulated with every single part of this. And that's the difference. You know, once you understand, because if this was gain of function, then this was terrorism and we don't negotiate. And just look who made billions off of this. I mean, that's all you have to do is just look a little bit deeper, folks, and you'll find out who's made billions off of this. Do you think they want to give that up now? Well, that's where you can see that the globalists profited Mm -hmm. in incredible ways, right? Mm -hmm. The rich got richer than ever before. Right, and then we have the the, the loss of power in America. There's, and there's so much more to that too, because who are the biggest um, investors, uh, so to speak, in the uh, the people in Congress? Right, who stock do they own the most of? If you if you take a consensus of all the people in Congress, it's kind of frightening. Pharmaceutical companies. Yes. yes. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so didn't Nancy Pelosi make like twenty million dollars last year yeah, or something? Yeah, and her husband, because she's like, and mm. you know, when someone asked her about it, you know, that shouldn't that be, you know, illegal or considered off limits because it's insider no, trading? Because you have, she's like, I don't see what that has to do with anything. <laughs> what is that? What do you but, mean? But, <laughs> but that right. guy, have another the guy, drink, Nancy. Who's the guy that the uh, the vet that wears the eye patch? The congress <laughs> uh, congressman. He also made like twenty million dollars. So don't 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 fall into to the right and left yeah, paradigm no, that it's the all Republicans are, all, are angels. Eight. They're in a, they're in a cabal too, folks. So the, the the reason why all this stuff was able to be accomplished was because it's been set up for years. Yeah, right. and we have people all in in heads of state and in Congress and and even going down into into local governmental positions that were going to go along with this. We live here in Tampa, and um, what was it? The city of Tampa, they had really strict restrictions, even though when uh, oh, DeSantis, yeah. yeah, Jane was going along. She's, no, I'm following the CDC, even though the governor was like, no, we don't need to. You take the mask off and so forth. You Same know. thing in schools. Take the mask yeah. off. Some of the cools yeah. defied oh, yeah. the governor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So here's another piece to this puzzle. If you think, okay, these were broken into fragments, right? So we don't actually have an intact virus, right? We have, we're 29,800, you know, sequences short of a full virus, okay? That's not that bad. That's not that bad. It's just just really, we're really close. But the FDA admits COVID PCR test was developed without isolated COVID samples for the test calibration, effectively admitting it's (laughs) testing for something else. How How do you do that? So all it's doing is testing for some of the carp, the the parts of the of from what the auto accident that they recovered, and you start to realize how ridiculous that that comes to be. That's why the PCR test, it, it's impossible for it to work at all, you know. And then this test, if that crumbles, the entire narrative crumbles, and then these people are using this test to control who gets to do what, and you start to realize 
you know where this is really heading. Um, this is another thing. Uh, we, as we get into the snake venom thing, remember some of this, some of these parts of what they think is causing COVID. Uh, this is an article, and I'll read it directly. This was in the uh, the first article, by the way, was the DagBegleyPoetWordPress.com. This this one is from TheStreetJournal.org. Newly discovered COVID-19 variant, Omicron, linked to HIV patients, experts say. So this is a situation where they're saying some of what we found at this accident scene uh, seems to have sequences that match HIV, right? Wow, that's interesting. It is. So here, everybody's trying to figure out and make out what happened from this crash, if you will. So when you put this as the backdrop, you know, you start to realize the same thing. And, and again, this is where we're going to talk about the snake venom. And, of course, this is Dr. Brian Artis. Um, he's had several interviews, one on uh, Stu Peters. Um, there's a three-hour one on Mike Adams that he gets into more specifics, a little less sensational. Um, def- there's a lot less sensational, and he got into uh, a lot of research that he was looking at us up. Right. You know, with these... Um, codons and stuff and and how you know snake venom has been used for other medications and uh purposes and cancer drugs and so forth well and there you're going to see these correlations and these similarities happen um so let's get into some of that but before we do just remember that this is a car crash scene and that that the type of engineering they're able of doing they could have devised the perfect plan and they've already decided if all we have are parts we could never say we we got the real thing so it'll always be a mystery from just their own rules but the other thing that they've given us is that they have created a narrative where they don't need um, a new incident they can just call whatever happens the next new variant they have a never any they can just introduce these into the world and no one will ever ask about where it came from. From here on out, they're gonna run out of the Greek al- alphabet, though. That's what I'm saying. And then they'll, they'll. You see that this is the narrative. Once they start this, and with with this gain of function, I, I really don't really believe that we've even had a lot of variants. I think that these are all new droppings of different things. I thought that the variant that came out was the vaccine variant. And that's what I'm saying. You know, people once they started getting vaccinated, that you saw people getting they were self-infected well if this if if this goes in and think about the vaccine right that the it's it's not a vaccine it's gene therapy the the mrna goes in tells your cells to produce the spike protein well the spike protein was what they identified as part yeah Yeah. it's the deadliest part but also the one that causes all the symptoms right of sars covid 2 or whatever covid 19 um so that would make a variant wouldn't it yeah you think i mean they're also now saying that this new vaccine that they've come up with is it handles the 32 um variations of that you know the omicron is away from delta um because the mutation from you know delta to omicron was 32 and so they're saying yeah this is this new vaccine that they're making right now is to handle omicron's 32 variations what what are you even talking about this is just insanity you know and now um, did you get you guys got that stuff I sent you that said that uh, people are showing exactly what everyone always warned about all the epidemiologists and Woodarg and Yeden warned yes. about having yeah. the um, 
antibody dependent enhancements. enhancements. Yes. Yeah. And that's what's Cytokine happening. Storm, yeah. Right? That's what's happening now to people that have gotten the vaccine. If you've had three or more vaccines, they say that you're more likely to suffer from that. Well, because each vaccine depletes your yeah. immune system. Yeah. It's not so helping. Now, so now if you do get infected by any virus or whatever, yeah. you're going to be susceptible to having, you know, people understand that the cytokine storm is your immune system responding to an agent that it cannot control. Just let's take a look at what happened to those animals in the lab. That's what's now happening. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is where you see another parallel. When we see the antibody-dependent enhancement, we're also talking about a potential cytokine storm. This is organ failure. We do see that. We are seeing this more and more. In fact, we'll see Brian... But that's COVID, isn't it? It's not the vaccine. It's COVID. (laughs) So this is where a respiratory illness causing these kinds of things. Now, we will hear some from other perspectives about how this still could be lung-related. But his point there is, is that a lot of the venoms are the exact types of things that would cause these body shutdowns Mm -hmm. where the body literally you know is shutting down so we'll see these symptoms being explained by cytokine storm or antibody dependent enhancement syndrome or as brian is going to end up saying he believes that they're a result of snake venom so again we'll start to see you know where this narrative goes let me give you a little brief thing um you know brian artist is not somebody who's unknown um he's been in kind of the against the covid narrative probably since day one the way he says um it kind of started to happen for him was somebody shot him a text and of course he was out there talking about you know the positive effects of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and some of these ideas and um you know he was against of course a lot of the stuff that's happening in the hospital one of the doctors that he knew sent him a text because of course he was talking about you know um, maybe not worrying so much about pre-treating, right? But the bottom line is that he sent him a text, would you take, if you were bitten by a snake, would you take antivenom, right? Now that evidently sat in his phone for a while because it he really- two weeks. Yeah, yeah he, says, he said basically it didn't hit him because he said, well, well, of course I would, right? Right. So then that's when he was like, well, that's what monoclonal antibodies are in a lot of ways is a, is a snake venom. In fact- monoclonal or polyclonal antibodies and so anti-venom they're Mm anti-venom so then this is when he you know started thinking on this and he starts exploring the idea well you know is there a connection to venom here is there something about covid that's happening that's similar and i think this part of his investigation is going to hold some water is there similarities between snake venom and and covid and I think that's where you'll see some of this will, will actually hold up, would you say? So where he kind of ran with that at first was, you know, has snake ven- snakes or snake venom ever been talked about as a source or an origin of COVID? And of course, he does a really good job, I think, of showing you that it does and that it has, even uh, even by CNN, by the way. So, you know, you start to realize, that's when he started to really run with this. And he realized, and then he also saw the back trail, meaning that all the fact checkers jumped in to try and smear the idea that it could possibly be related to a snake. So again, as we have learned, everything this fact checkers are smearing are exactly the truth. <laughs> that's really, that's what their main goal is at this point. So that's where he started to kind of run down this rabbit hole, if you will. So some of the things uh, that we talked about, he, well, I guess we can talk about this one first. What are the similarities between the symptoms of COVID 
and the symptoms of snake poisoning. Okay, one of them is loss of taste and smell. Um, and in some cases, when especially they noticed when people would get bit by snakes, if they would have someone suck out the venom, which you're not supposed to do, by the way, but if you have no other choice, I guess. What if you had a straw? I, I guess so. But um, <laughs> with some, in, with crate venom, that loss of taste and smell can be permanent. Um, or it can, for some, last as long as a year. So that's a pretty long time. And then that's very similar, isn't it? Sucking out can retire ventilation, can shut down all of the major organs, blood clotting, cardiotoxic, tissue necrosis. Um, it can be, what, kidney and liver damage, specifically um, neurologic, and hypoglycemic and ketosis. I don't know what that means, Kev. What do you mean by that? Well, so what happens is... Um when you're hypoglycemic, wait, I'm trying to get into it's like diabetes, I... right? So then, yeah, high blood sugar. Yep, high mm-hmm. blood sugar, and then go into a ketogenic state in your yep. body. Yep. And you're like, well, how can I do both of those? Well, because it depends. The funny thing about it, those those venoms, is that one does one thing, and another one, another right. kind of venom, does right. exactly the opposite. We have one that's a blood thinner, and one that's a blood clotter. Okay. You well, know, there's another horrible <laughs> side effect, which could be skin shedding. Well, they, I guess that was on the Stu Peters show where they had some people saying they were shedding their skin. Well, right? um, actually, even Dr. Judy Mikovits, love her, Plague of Corruption, she does mention that one of the XMRV um, viruses, one of the side effects, can be literally shedding your skin. She said there's a lady that no eyelids, no, like the skin was just off her body. She's like, it was horrible like to see it, but... Interestingly enough, it's just Plague right, of Corruption, amazing right. book. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the ones I liked there was that the lady, one of the ladies that they talked about, evidently had two people that were bit, and I guess she did a lot of sucking. And she actually went into some kind she of sucks. respiratory failure Sorry. where they had to put her on a ventilator. Mm-hmm. So you start to wow. realize that's a pretty real world you know, scenario yeah. where yeah. You know, that certainly sounds similar to some of the things that are happening to people right. where they can't breathe. And then the respiratory failure. So you'll see there's some controversy that comes out. And the issue really gets down to whether this is airborne or whether this is, you know, more of a poison. And I know mm-hmm. Dr. Um, Lee Merritt has been feeling that it's not respiratory and, um, you know, that it is more of a, you know, some type of poison, really. So these yeah, are things contact, that other right? people have thought before mm-hmm. this whole thing came out that maybe we're not dealing with something respiratory now we're going to hear some you know other doctors that have completely different opinions and we'll cover those but the issue here is is the snake venom causing the rupturing on the blood side or is the 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 air in the lungs in the alveoli is that what's causing the shutdowns and so what happens is this phospholipase enzyme enzymes which are in venom um, can actually be part of the biomarkers they find in SARS-CoV-2. So there's another similarity. That doesn't mean that it's a cause, right. in, in my opinion. But improve. then we see that this the PLAS-2 um, lowers the surface tension, which what that does is that now that that exchange of oxygen doesn't happen, and so we can see collapse of the alveoli which is certainly something that could bring on, you know, acute respiratory, you know, disease and failure. Yep. So, you know, we are seeing these um, PLAS2s does have similarities to, to rattlesnake, right? So, you know, there are similarities that he brings out here, but the issue is 
what exactly is happening in the lungs and we will go into that in, an, in another point. The other question is what are the similarities between the treatment of COVID um, and then snake voidum poisoning? So you know are, if you were going to treat both of them you know in what way are they the same? Well they talk he talked about um, that uh, when he got that text and the guy said if you got bit by a snake would you get the antivenom? Exactly. And then he went searching antivenom and found out that antivenom was monoclonal and polyclonal antibodies. Exactly. And the way they make those is that they take uh, venom from a snake and they inject it into a horse and then they draw the blood and take the antibodies out of the horse and that's how they get the antivenom. So um, that so was interesting. we should buy horses. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm like I don't want. I don't want a horse. I love horses. But, by the um, way. <laughs> I think going back to those symptoms and what you were just saying with the lungs and everything, he made a a better correlation in the videos with Mike Adams of that being associated with the rendesmavir, which he thought was actually antivenom. Uh, was actually uh, venomous. Uh, uh, it's dehydrated venom, and then you, you uh, rehydrate it with saline solution, and they were injecting that into the veins of people um, or into a, a saline drip. But he also went on to what are some of the uh, medications or so forth that can stop this process. And um, hydroxychloroquine was one of the medications that um, or was early outlawed, right? Because they did the bogus studies and by giving hydroxychloroquine to somebody that's three weeks into COVID and already in the, in the, into uh, a cytokine or, or lung issue, it was very ineffective. Hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin are supposed to be used in the beginning with initial symptoms along with zinc. Um, however, he was saying that the hydroxychloroquine can also um, stop uh problems with uh, when you're bit by a snake and when you have a venom uh, venomous injection and the nac was also used there too because in some situations it was a safer way to stop blood clotting especially in the lungs the, and then the long covid mm -hmm. too yeah and then the nicotine is another you know that was little correlation here that that's the receptors in the brain so in that he was talking about people that weren't catching covid were actually smokers and he said right around that time, that's when Dr. Fauci and all came out with a campaign like, no time like now to quit smoking. Like, isn't that interesting? Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. And, and um, yet the research, you know, the science was the exact opposite. Right. But the smokers actually were affected far less than you would expect by the Right. COVID. Especially when they're smoking and affecting their lungs. Right. right? Especially right, with think, a respiratory yeah. infection. Oh, yeah. They should be the ones that are most vulnerable. But what right? he was saying was that the nicotinamide receptors mm -hmm. in the brainstem that are responsible for your breathing centers, folks, that contracts your diaphragm. Um, is that if uh, nicotine, if you're ingesting nicotine either you know orally or through smoke or, or even with a patch, that and they didn't recommend smoking, but he said <laughs> that the, the nicotine, the the, yeah, the nicotine gum, but the that the nicotine binding to those receptors prevents the the uh, venom from binding to those receptors and causing paralysis of the diaphragm. Now, interestingly enough, our, our we know someone 
whose family has had, you know, a couple different COVIDs. It's gone through their family twice now. And the only person in the family not affected by it was the father who was a smoker. He never got Very it. Interesting. Never, never caught it. And he works at a restaurant. Wow. And um, was working the whole time. So if anybody, right, would have right. been affected, he actually comes in far more contact with far more people than any of the rest of them do. But they all got sick in their family, but he didn't. Very so interesting. It's really right. interesting that he how much he recommended nicotine in a general way to keep people from having their lungs shut down naturally. Right. And I would say, you know, you would say, well, maybe he's healthy in other ways. I would say, in fact, that's not true, um, you know, compared to, to the rest of the family. So, yeah, he should have caught it. Yeah. So there's something to that, definitely. Well, and, you, you know, what Dr. Dennis was also saying is that there are similarities between snake venom and remdesivir. They are both cardiotoxic, right? They are both a blood thinner. Um, and again... I don't believe the crate is, but the, the king cobra is a blood thinner. So again, you can see some, some similarities here. And again, we know in science we call this correlation, right? Now, we have to remember that correlation doesn't always produce causation, right? right? But this is a great conversation because we've already uncovered lots of processes are that are going on here in different parts of this and different things that seem to you know in this case be contraindicated to be used you know as we'll see with remdesivir you're not supposed to be on the number one treatment they don't want you on says it right on there when gilead produced the studies the number one thing they don't want you on hydroxychloroquine yep they don't yep. want you on anti-venom they don't want you on anti-malarial drugs or any anti-parasitic drugs. So you start to see some of these correlations that make remdesivir ineffective also are showing up as if they're cures, okay, for COVID, right? And so that's a, a big part of it, right? So you guys might be able to speak to this part because I don't see it mentioned here, but um, one of the things Mike artist pointed out is that children were far less affected by this. And so the question is, well, why are they far less affected? I mean, still a human, right? And he was saying the reason why is because children naturally have more melatonin coursing through their body than adults do. And that was one of the things that was, I don't know exactly, you might know the, the medical side of it, why that's, um, that was making them less susceptible. Well, yeah, melatonin was um, one of the supplements that uh, Dr. McCullough talked about that was help uh, to prevent, um, to prevent uh, COVID. Um, Along with zinc and vitamin D3, um, yeah, children probably are outside playing more. Mm -hmm. um, they should be. Um, <laughs> right. you know, they see, were. You'll see that there's also zinc um, binding sites yep. as well. So that's another reason why they think zinc was filling those sites, and so then right. you know it wouldn't. Again, it would block venom from shutting down, sh shutting your breathing down from a neurological side, right? So, and then same thing, vitamin C, that he does have that study. Yes. So we will show you lots and lots of correlations in the next show about how venom, COVID, remdesivir, how there's a repeating you know, narrative that they keep having intersections with each other. And I think that that's what you're gonna find. That's an amazing amount of correlation, is it not? Mm -hmm. I mean. Yeah, it there is. is. There I, is. But you, there I mean, I don't know how entirely I buy it, but 
there is a lot. But you, when you like, think hmm. about it, though, it's so interesting that snake venom. I, what's the what's the biggest what is the biggest big enemy in the Bible? The serpent. Right. right? What is it? The representative of evil, yes, typically, right? Exactly. Wouldn't it be the snake? And um, yeah, I just it's it's kind of and I you know and a part of me goes, this is exactly what Satan would do. And would be like, hmm. So, you know, everyone thinks of me as the snake in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm just I, like, it. Yeah. that's not lost on me. Yeah. Right. The symbolism right. behind the whole thing. You're like, oh, this is totally something Satan would do. And, would be behind. And, yeah. Right? And of then, course. And then he talked about that. Totally. He also talked about the um, the um, the AMA's. Uh, yeah. Uh, their, uh, no, their logo. Yep. With the snake the, wrapped the, around the staff. The two, two snakes mm. well, wrapped around the, the staff. Yeah. Yeah. And that being looking like uh, DNA, but it's really two snakes. Two snakes that look like DNA. It's a double meaning. Double meaning. <laughs> <laughs> and then also the who has, I think, one snake, uh, isn't it, around the world or yeah, something? Yeah, that's Dr. Fauci. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Well, one other thing I'm going to bring up bring up here about remdesivir, uh, Gilead, the one who makes remdesivir, says the number one contraindication is multiple organ failure. Yeah. So you see here that he makes a good case at saying a lot of the side effects of right. remdesivir are exactly the symptoms of COVID. Right. right. And that this also ties into it. Again, you can see that, you know, most of the people that are at least against the, the COVID narrative, that they see deception. They don't agree with him on all these points. No. But they do agree with him that remdesivir is a big problem. Well, but they're saying that the only treatment they allow for children, pediatrics now, if they go into the hospital with it's COVID crazy. is, guess what, folks? Remdesivir. Rem, it's the only one that's approved. Right. Yeah. And it does. Well, and you know what? It, it You know how you call cause multiple organ failure? You shut down the kidneys. That's right. But this is what I'm saying. If you think Backs about a up. respiratory illness, respiratory illnesses do not see multiple organ failure that is not common right you know no. now they're going to argue that well that's happening because the lungs shut down no. and there's no doubt that it you can go you that die way first but you start to realize that if we go back to the accident that all we have are a bunch of parts mm -hmm. then we could have multiple things going on here mm -hmm. that are causing multiple symptoms do you see what I'm saying? It starts to become very difficult to say as to what is causing what. And this is when you start to go, hey, but think about this. Nobody would think this is a great idea, right? That COVID, you come in, you have all these symptoms. And the medication that I'm going to give you, okay, the, the contraindications, okay, or the bad things that can happen to you that sometimes happen to you when you take this drug are the exact symptoms of COVID. How could any logical person say that that's a great idea to give them a medication that the side effects actually are exactly the symptoms. If you give somebody something where the side effects are the symptoms of the disease, you would never know that they're having a side effects. Mm. Right. Because you're assuming it's from what? COVID. This is this is, can make sense to anybody that that's a bad idea. And that also lends a lot of credibility to the fact that remdesivir isn't designed to help them. It is designed to accentuate their symptoms. And I think that that's something that's pretty safe well, to say. Well, it's an EUA drug, you know. Fauci's the one that pushed it. And guess what? If, if you die in the hospital from remdesivir, you, won't, you can't have a wrongful death suit because it's an EUA drug. Right. 
So the best thing to do is what I've been telling patients for 30 years. If you want to stay alive, stay out of the hospital. It, it's mm. it's so, yeah. so true, you know. Now, the other thing you talked about, the coincidences of the double serpents. Um, you know, one of the things that I love to tell my kids is that, you know, God created the serpent in the garden, right? And so serpents aren't evil, but they've been corrupted, right? And the second thing is, is that when when we have that beautiful story of what the Caduceus is really based on is the story in the Bible where they held up those serpents. Right? And, and everybody that looked on those serpents was healed. And so this shows you that God is going to redeem all of his creation. That Amen. there's necessarily anything wrong with serpents and so forth so forth. And and that also could mean dragons, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So the long story short is is that it's Satan is the one who's corrupted them. Yes. And then he's adopted them as his seal. But God's going to fix all of that. But he goes on to say that if you look at the word venom in the Latin, right, he says that there's a correlation with the word virus, right? So you start to say, okay, well, so we have the corona virus. So he could say the corona venom. And then corona, he says, is word crown, which who would, who would wear a crown? A king. So now you say, well, it's a king venom, right? And he, of course, has made a case that there are similar things with King Cobra, also the crate. So you can see those two snakes yes. go back and forth. And he, again, you look at the biblical symbolism. You know, the last thing we're going to say, we're not going to talk much about the water because that's the one that that was really called what's in the water. And I think Alex would like to reframe what Brian said about that. Yeah, Dr. Artis was saying that, you know, that was, um, he didn't title that uh documentary he didn't uh, you know some of the points that he didn't have anything to do with the editing right that's left to the editors that's left to the producers whoever's making it and he said that he was never implying that it was in the water it's in the wastewater and um he's like that was his point he's like you know that's it is a little deceptive to say what's in the water but that is what's going to get people to pay attention so understandably but it was not his intention to freak everyone out and think, oh, it's in your you know, water. It's specifically in the wastewater that was tested, um, and which we know goes through a filtering process. But but even know. even if it were, I mean, the, the, the digestive process and so forth is not the same as putting something into your veins. I know, That's right. right. You know, so, um, you know, usually when the body sees something foreign that comes into the digestive tract, you'll either vomit or you'll have it come out the other end it's right. it's you know that's a the fail-safe mechanism that god created in us right. right and jesus did say it's not what goes into the mouth that makes someone uh you know evil or sick it's what comes out of their mouth right that comes out from the heart right so this is important because we're going to bring this up in the next episode but just cement this in your head that there's a lot of people that have been saying that COVID is not an airborne thing. It's actually a poison, something that they're somehow getting into us. And of course, the vax itself has clearly been one of those narratives that would certainly provide that. The bottom line is, is that you look at the countries that did that. They were top five were, were top four of the worst in the world. So wherever they did all that vaccination is also where they had the worst episodes. Absolutely. So there's no way around, you know, now we have a situation where no one, no one that was saying, even Fauci, even Tal Zaks, everybody is saying that the vaccine, there's no protection at this point. Right. They, remember, they started with 100%. I have a nice They're video. They're still pushing it, though. That's right. They still are because they want what? Irrational. 
they need to have access to your body right. in an mandatory, mandatory way. That's exactly what your Bible said this evil government would want. And so when we step out of that for a little bit, you know, we have to remember that we're looking at the big picture. We don't want to buy into too much. Um, we want to see the similarities. We want to, but again, remember, this is an accident scene. And this thing has been blown apart and we do not have an intact anything. And so you start to realize I can't make too much of this. And so where should I start to look to fill in the blanks? It's not going to be in the origins. It's not even going to be in the snake venom. It's going to be in, okay, what did this thing do to the world? Who did it hurt and who did it benefit? And what did it accomplish for those people that had a bad motive involved? And that's what your Bible has said, that your evil government would one day come up with a cause that justifies what it wants. And that is motive. Your Bible says we need to be looking for a motive. So we're going to wrap this one up for today. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. And you'll see maybe a little clarification of some things that are going on. And uh, on the next episode, we will give you the rest of uh, the snake venom uh, narrative. And then we're also going to give you lots of um, just general criticisms or maybe some things where we're going to have some different differing views. So, but I think it'll be a great episode. So That sounds good, Doc. Yep. Thanks for joining us today, folks. We really appreciate it. Take care of yourself. God bless you and have a blessed week. Dr. Dennis, you want to pray for the world because the world needs it, man. Oh, wait, that's a Miss America prayer. I don't know <laughs> <if> I <have. laughs> yes, let's, uh, let's pray. Lord God, thank you, Lord, for bringing us together today to talk about this, to go over this, not to make assumptions or be too skeptical of what's going on but we want to be wise we want to have understanding we want that to come from you and lord we just want to lean on you to be our strength to keep us through this storm to help us walk through the storm and even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death that you are with us by our side lord we thank you for all your blessings please Put your hand of protection on all those who call you by name. We ask this in your name. Amen. 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 God bless you all. Thank you to our loyal subscribers and listeners. We really appreciate you guys. And we want to let you know about SupernaturalJunkies.com. If you sign up for the newsletter there, you'll be the first to know about anything that's happening with us, any events we might be doing, and also Kevin's book, The COVID Beast, is out now and available on Kindle. You can get that on our website. And the Audible version, as well as the softcover book, should be out in a few weeks from now. Signing up for that newsletter will get you in the loop to be the first to hear about it. We're also going to be coming out with SupernaturalJunkies.com gear with that cute cartoon logo, because some of you have been asking about that. We're going to have it on mugs, t-shirts, and hoodies, as well as stickers and magnets. If you want in on that, like I said, sign up for that newsletter. Also, if you love our podcast, we would really appreciate it if you could write us a review on any of the platforms you listen on, or share this with anyone you think might be interested. I know we harp on it all the time, but that's because that review helps us get found. It helps boost us on the algorithm. And that's why we're always asking. So, because we don't have a lot of reviews right now. So that would mean the world to us. Once again, we appreciate you guys. So grateful for you. Thank you and have a blessed week.